much in the news and Twitter over the last few months. Today we are going to discuss whether it might actually be a worthwhile addition to your portfolio and at what price. Whether you are a skeptic or a believer or just out to make a buck, today's episode should help you be better informed about Bitcoin and its potential future. Hi, I'm Amit Ray. and i've spent almost 20 years achieving my goal of financial independence in this podcast i share my financial journey and everything i've learned so far so you too can stop chasing a paycheck and start chasing your dreams instead and don't worry i know money matters can be extremely boring so we do our best to keep it fun friendly and interesting if you're new to the show Do note that you can access notes and resources on our website crazytalk.online. Links are in the episode description. And if you like what you hear, please subscribe so the podcast gods take notice and help us reach more listeners like you. Otherwise it's just my family tuning in and they've told me they'd rather be doing other things. Okay, so Bitcoin has been in the news. Elon Musk has been tweeting all over the place about it. The president of El Salvador says that uh, they're going to start accepting Bitcoin as legal tender for the country. The Fed has weighed in on it. China has actually been pretty against the whole cryptocurrency movement and Bitcoin especially recently, and even Donald Trump has had something to say on the topic. So it's really been all over the news recently, and it actually has been for a while for for months now. and depending on your point of view it's either the solution to the destruction of the global order or it is just a horrible thing which is the spawn of the devil and nobody should have anything to do with it a lot of people believe that it's a good thing it's money for everyone it's decentralized currency money which no single government or no single authority can actually control and so therefore you as the little guy have control over your own money and it cannot be inflated away or made less worth less over time other people believe that this actually has the potential to be something like what gold used to be earlier a store of value the ultimate store of value digital gold something which actually holds its value over time and again if you own it it actually cannot reduce its worth over time which means that you will always be able to protect your purchasing power and be able to buy things in future which you may not be able to do if you're just holding you know regular cash money where as we all know the value of that goes down over time in fact some fairly credible investors including Cathy Woods believe that the value of bitcoin could actually shoot up as high as hundreds of thousand dollars in fact she has come out and said 500000 per bitcoin which is crazy right now it's maybe $35000 and that's already quite a lot now if you are on the other side of the fence you may feel like bitcoin really has no purpose other than enabling crime recently there have been attacks on actually a lot of american companies and also i think firms around the world where these cyber attackers have asked for ransom in the form of bitcoin 
and they do that because it's something that uh, moves outside the traditional banking channels and therefore it seems easier for them to be able to get away with the crime the other thing uh, of course is that bitcoin is also and cryptocurrency in general is also i would say more extensively used by governments which are under some sort of sanction or under some sort of global pressure for example north korea or iran or essentially countries or entities that are not able to access the traditional financial channels because they have been blocked from using them because of some kind of global pressure so i mean if you hear all of this you're absolutely right to be confused because there's news of all kinds every day and especially if you're on twitter i'm sure it must be just mind blowing to keep on reading stuff about bitcoin over time so it is a difficult topic and it's actually difficult for a reason which is that there is no obvious way in which one can value bitcoin and i think that is where uh, much of this whole argument boils down so stay with me for the rest of this episode and if you make it all the way to the end we'll talk about not just the value of bitcoin overall through this episode but towards the end i'd also like to share with you some interesting research that i found on what might actually be a potential real value of bitcoin a true value rather than the hyped you know ups and downs that we are reading about all the time so stick around Okay so before we begin talking about what's the value of bitcoin i think it's worth discussing what is bitcoin and how does it work and i hope this would be interesting to you even if you're a follower and you happen to know a fair amount perhaps this short discussion will help crystallize some of the thoughts for you so number 1 i think it's important for us to understand how regular money works so regular money works through a centralized system where you actually trust a single authority to process and record your transactions and this could be banks who are authorities that hold your account and therefore process all the transactions related to your account it could be a stock exchange where your stock investments are being tracked and recorded on your behalf it could be an insurance company which is keeping track of your life insurance your health insurance etc or at the top of all of this it could be the reserve bank which is at a country level keeping track of what all financial institutions are doing and therefore by extension what every individual is doing what they are holding how the money is moving through the system now bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies are so called trustless and therefore don't need and actually don't use a single reference authority there is no one big brother that is watching and managing all transactions for you instead individual market participants who are essentially acting as nodes within the large bitcoin network and these people are spread all all around the world these individual market participants are collectively mining bitcoin which means they are producing bitcoin out of uh, wealth in air and then they are processing and recording the transactions as well and in return for doing all of this they are getting a mining reward which means for a mining bitcoin they actually get to keep some bitcoin themselves and they are also collecting in some cases processing fees so a sort of payment for processing your transaction preferentially over other transactions now within the bitcoin network for any action to proceed more than 51% of the network must agree on the action 
and that is what makes this whole network trustless so instead of relying on one authority that may be wrong from time to time or may just not want to do the right thing let's say in this case because you have thousands and thousands of nodes and more than 51% of those nodes must agree on the action being taken which means the transaction being processed the bitcoin being mined etc this system is more tamper proof than a centralized ones because of course in a centralized one apart from the mistakes etc that the central authority can make they can also be hacked and bad actors can actually kind of create a, a problem for your wealth and your money which is much much harder to do when there are thousands of uh, people managing the whole process for you and since these transactions are happening on an independent global network it allows this form of money the bitcoin to actually flow freely it's independent of country borders there are no capital controls so you can freely move money around the world there are no exchange rates because obviously it's bitcoin moving into you know from one wallet into another so there's no need to exchange from us dollars to indian rupees or indian rupees to singapore dollars or anything like that and it is therefore also free of sanctions or any kind of global blocks that might be implemented on the movement of money Now all of this is as you can imagine from the preceding discussion and from what you may yourself know all of this has its good and its bad points I would say that there's one big good point in terms of money flowing freely around the world which is if you happen to have ever done a money transfer from one country to another you know it is super slow and actually pretty expensive so being able to just move bitcoin around the world is super liberating for even for regular folk but it is more liberating actually very liberating for bad actors who can use this network to bypass regulators law enforcement government sanctions and in fact if you earn your money in bitcoin and bitcoin is not really within any government's purview you can actually use this to avoid taxes as well and there are some people definitely not me who say that maybe avoiding taxes is a good thing so anyway so so bitcoin has its pros and cons but this is how it works and i thought it's important for all of us to have a sense of how it works before we can discuss why is it valuable at all and what is the price that it should be and frankly should we buy bitcoin at all one of the major concerns the average person has nowadays is rising prices everything is getting harder to afford especially if you are on the lower end of wages since the lower end wages have generally been stagnant or very slow rising around the world and government is potentially making the situation worse with massive amounts of new money being generated to fund covid related stimulus all around the world the us has been particularly i would say free handed producing a 20% 20% increase in dollars in just the last one year to the point where the world is now pretty worried that all this extra money chasing the same number of products uh, that were always available will result in massive price rises now all this is possible because money is actually divorced from anything tangible earlier it used to be linked to the amount of gold that a country held but it hasn't actually been that way for a long time now the value of a country's currency is just pegged to the level of faith people have in that country's financial strength and because the us dollar underpins global finance 
the US government has maximum leeway to issue as many new dollars as they want whenever they want in into perpetuity pretty much now bitcoin was designed to avoid this entire situation supply of bitcoin is limited to just 21 million bitcoin out of which 18 million has already been mined and actually available for people to trade and to transact with and based on how the algorithm works the remaining 3 million will be mined slower and slower and slower over the next 140 years so the total number of bitcoin is fixed and actually getting more bitcoin out of the system it becomes progressively harder so it will take a long time for the remaining 3 million bitcoin to be mined now since bitcoin is fixed there is no way for anyone to issue more of it unlike with dollars and with other you know government issued currencies uh, which are also called fiat currencies so unlike with dollars etc there is no way for anyone to issue more bitcoin and therefore its value is expected to keep pace with price growth similar to how gold actually works there's a fixed amount of this asset so therefore because nobody can create new amounts of this asset out of thin air it's not possible for the value of what you hold to go down over time so if you hold one bitcoin and the total number of bitcoin is fixed then the value of your one bitcoin will always be the same it will never go down do note however that bitcoin is not the only cryptocurrency that has this scarcity built into the algorithm there are many other coins that are limited supply but they don't enjoy the kind of market capitalization and i would say popular awareness that bitcoin does now this scarcity combined with high inflation expectations so on one hand bitcoin is scarce on the other hand people expect lots of dollars to get printed and therefore prices in dollars to keep on rising the combination of these two is what is driving this massive price gain in bitcoin so people are you know they have some sort of uh, i would say fomo and therefore they believe that if you don't get into bitcoin today it will become more and more valuable in dollar terms over time because there'll just be more and more dollars but fixed bitcoin and that's why people are trying to move into bitcoin so that they can hold a fixed supply asset also called a hard asset rather than cash and other examples are also there gold is a hard asset or mostly hard asset because there are small amounts of gold that are mined every year real estate is a hard asset because there's obviously limited supply of land on planet earth so people are flocking to more of these kinds of things in a world where they expect inflation to keep on rising okay so we talked a bit about inflation so maybe here's a bit of a thought starter for you to think about you know after this episode perhaps so maybe do a bit of research into inflation and try to look for situations of so called hyperinflation so times when a certain country saw its currency get devalued so much that the prices of things went up skyrocketing in a short amount of time maybe look up germany during the 1920s and how bad things actually got with the currency there or far far more recently the examples of zimbabwe till which i mean till very recently was a very hyperinflated currency and venezuela which is even now going through i would say some very very traumatic experience in terms of uh, price rises 
and maybe like look around all of this perhaps you can uh, make up your mind as to which was the worst example or the country and situation that you think had the worst of all of this okay so coming back to our topic so so far we've talked about how bitcoin works the scarcity of bitcoin which is what is making people want to actually buy into it so now let's talk about the the real question or rather the question that you wanted answered in this episode which is what is the right price within quotes to buy bitcoin and should i buy bitcoin now and uh, the answer to that i think unfortunately is a bit of it depends but what i'd like to lay out for you today is three different cases or three different arguments for the price of bitcoin and based on these arguments you can decide for yourself or maybe do some more research and make up your own mind as to what might be the right price of bitcoin so the first hypothesis for the price of bitcoin is that it is worth nothing it's worth 0 dollars and this is obviously the skeptics case for bitcoin i would say a major name that is a proponent of this thought process would be warren buffett and charlie munger the berkshire investment gurus essentially they do not believe in bitcoin or frankly cryptocurrency in general and they therefore i would say are advocating that it should actually be worthless now the reason they say that is that bitcoin is a financial asset that is backed by nothing so if you are buying stocks then the value of your stock is backed by the money that the company actually produces so you are investing in something that produces money and therefore it's worth something if you are buying a bond which is almost like a like a loan that uh, a company is taking from you then the company is going to give you interest so there's a value to you know the bond that you have purchased if you are buying commodity like oil or lithium which is used in batteries or something there's a value to all of that because it's actually used and in industry and by consumers and therefore there is some money that people are willing to pay for it and that income is worth something then there's gold which has a value but again very heavily sentiment driven and again uh, buffett does not really believe much in gold either gold by itself is nothing it's just a metal that we have ascribed some value to so i would say it's a bit more like bitcoin in that respect but people have ascribed it this value for thousands of years so even if its value is not really backed by anything it is something that people have held faith for thousands of years and that's why gold still has uh, you know some meaning in our financial portfolio apart from that gold of course is used industrially as well so for what it's worth it does have a use in that respect as well so anyway so if you're holding a financial asset it either produces some money or has some long history of being worth something and therefore you're buying into something that is kosher in that respect the other kind of anomaly here is cash so cash is just a piece of paper and obviously the paper costs almost nothing so what you're holding when you're holding cash is nothing much but what you are actually holding is like a promissory note it's the government saying that this piece of paper you're holding is worth so many dollars or so many rupees or so many pounds uh, sterling or euros or whatever and we as the government honor the fact that it is worth so much and so therefore what you're holding with that is the faith in the government essentially now with bitcoin there is no income producing asset underlying it there is no long history of people putting faith into it and it's definitely not government backed it's in fact the opposite of government backed 
So it's just flashes of electricity to which we have ascribed a value. So that is why Bitcoin prices gyrate so much on news and on tweets and hearsay. Today Musk tweets something, it shoots to the moon. Tomorrow he changes his mind and frankly nothing else has changed in Bitcoin, but it comes crashing down to earth. Day after China bans mining, it goes down even more. The day after that, somebody else will say something, it will go up. So essentially, because there is nothing available to support the price other than news, tweets, sentiment, the faith of whales and diamond hands and other such colorful people, that's all. That's all that's holding up the price of Bitcoin. And so therefore, the argument for Bitcoin skeptics is that it's actually worth zero because it is purely sentiment driven. So is that good enough? Maybe, but that's the argument. Now, on the other hand, there's a group of, again, equally credible people like Paul Tudor Jones, now Kathy Woods, etc., who are on the other end of the spectrum. And they actually believe that Bitcoin is the one true hedge against inflation and maybe against apocalypse due to its mathematical scarcity. In fact, Kathy Woods has forecast Bitcoin to reach $500,000 per coin in the medium term. That's crazy, right? Given that it's maybe $35,000, at least at the time that I'm recording this podcast. So why is that? The answer to that, I personally think, lies actually in the past and in gold, in fact. So till a few decades back, gold was the one true asset which which was underlying the entire global economy. This was the asset to which all countries pegged their currencies. So back then, a single country's economy could only grow relative to the value of gold that it held. And therefore, by extension, the entire global economy was limited by the total market price of all available gold in the world. Okay, so what if the US suddenly went into an inflationary tailspin, similar to Zimbabwe or Venezuela? Now, what would happen is not only would the US be in a very, very bad situation, but it would also affect the entire world because nowadays the entire global economy trades in US dollars. And so all prices are pegged to the US dollar. What used to be pegged to gold earlier is now pegged to the US dollar. And the US can keep on printing dollars. And so therefore, let's say it became hyperinflationary, then the whole world will suffer as a result. And in that apocalyptic scenario, we would have to ditch the US dollar as the single global asset and look for a hard asset to which we can connect all of our global currencies. And what if that some other hard asset were Bitcoin? In that case, the entire global economy, which is right now maybe around 80-85 trillion dollars, the entire economy would be pegged to Bitcoin. And remember, there are 21 million Bitcoin. I mean, 18 million right now, a total potential of 21 million Bitcoin. So the entire $84 trillion of goods being and services being exchanged would be pegged to 21 million Bitcoin. And that means each Bitcoin would be worth $4 million. So in that world, a $500,000 Bitcoin or a $1 million Bitcoin would be pretty fair. And in fact, it might even be conservative. So 
on this side of the spectrum people are essentially saying that bitcoin if it becomes a substitute for gold and in a highly inflationary economy genuinely starts to underpin the global economy then the price of each bitcoin should be at least a million if not more okay so that's the other end of the spectrum at the start of our discussion i'd said that i'd kind of give you a little bit of a clue perhaps as to what the real value of bitcoin might be and this is just based on research that i've done online same as i've done for everything else so so take it for what it's worth so the question becomes if bitcoin can be anything between 0 dollars and 1 million dollars and there's no way to value it other than just on tweets and sentiments is there even you know like a true value or a reference value that we can use so the answer is yes kinda sorta so the way that we could potentially value it is essentially that we know that bitcoin mining consumes a lot of power and that consumption of power will keep on rising as mining gets harder and harder in the coming years because the, that's the way the algorithm works right it makes future bitcoin harder and harder to produce therefore each existing coin could be considered as worth the cost of all the power used to mine the next bitcoin so in other words we could value bitcoin based on power consumption because that's an actual at least it's some money that has gone into producing that bitcoin and at the end of 2019 it was estimated that the power consumption per bitcoin is around $12000 or so maybe right now it's more so maybe $15000 but it's certainly nowhere near the 35000 something thousand dollars that it's been this year and definitely nowhere close to the million dollars so this is consider this as maybe a tip which is the reference price of bitcoin if we peg it just to power consumption could be something in the range of $15000 whereas as we've already discussed there are people who believe it should be zero there are people who believe it should be half a million or a million so these are the different i guess this is the range in which you can think about the price of bitcoin so it's been a longish discussion so maybe let me just summarize you just need to remember i think three or four points number 1 Bitcoin derives its value from the fact that it is scarce but also because it is very well branded versus other similarly scarce cryptocurrencies so in other words it's scarce but it's also popularly known and that's why bitcoin has a price let's say second point is that there are good arguments to be made for it being worthless or being worth a lot and there are pretty big names on both sides of this argument Number 3 because it is sentiment driven there is really no way to tell what the right price of bitcoin should be but the closest that i can think of is based on energy consumption and on that basis it should be around 12 or 13000 maybe 15000 dollars per coin which is definitely well below current prices but also well above zero okay so in short do your own due diligence and make up your mind and only time will tell whether you are wrong or you are right and by how much and so if you're looking for a strategy for how to invest in bitcoin because there is no way to tell what the price should be that's why a lot of bitcoin purchases i know of like i have many many friends who have about thinking of or have purchased bitcoin and almost all that have purchased bitcoin are doing it on a just in case basis 
सो दे डोंट नो वेदर इट्स गोट बी वर्थ एनी थिंग और वर्थ नथिंग इन फ्यूचर बट दे आर विलिंग टू बेट वन और टू परसेंट ऑफ देयर नेटवर्थ एंड जस्ट पुट इट इन टू बिटकॉइन एंड कीप देयर फिंगर्स क्रॉस सो इफ इट गोज टू अ मिलियन वाओ दे गुड बी सुपर वेल्थी इफ इट डजेंट देन टू बैड बट ओके लाइफ गोज ऑन दे आर रियली गोइंग टू लूज दर शर्ट ओवर इट सो दे फॉर द वन टेक अवे फॉर यू फ्रॉम दिस एपिसोड आई वुड से इज डिस्कस बिटकॉइन विथ योर फैमिली एंड अग्री ऑन अ स्ट्रैटेजी एंड अ प्लान फॉर whether you're going to invest and how and when you're going to invest if you are planning to do it consider capping your investment to 1 or 2% of your net worth and maybe even spread out that investment over time so you kind of slide into the market rather than just going all in at one time and maybe going in at the wrong time and of course if you are going to do this don't forget to open an account as soon as you can with any of the crypto exchanges coinbase binance Gemini these are the ones that I know of or frankly any other exchange that is reputable so you are ready to get into the market when your plan materializes okay so that's it for today i really appreciate you sticking around uh, this long thank you very much for listening and if you like this episode please do subscribe and if you have friends thinking about bitcoin please share this episode with them i did a lot of research to put this together and i'm hoping that there'll be something new in what i have to say for anyone who is interested in the market as always show notes will be available on crazytalk.online it's linked in the episode description below so you can just click there to go the, go to the page and see all the show notes in in written form in our next episode actually a pretty exciting one we're going to talk about how you as the little guy can beat wall street at the investing game so say stay tuned till next time this was amitre with money talk thank you very much